Welcome to the Good Life EDU podcast presented by the Nebraska ESU Coordinating Council. I'm your host, Andrew Easton. Thanks for joining us as we discuss the latest in digital learning across Nebraska and around the country. All right, I'd like to welcome everybody back for another episode of the Good Life EDU podcast. And I'm so excited to have the opportunity today to chat with Tisha Richmond, who uh, is an educator that I have gotten a chance to know and follow for quite some time. Uh, just a great human and someone I'm so looking forward to having a conversation with today about Canva for education. And so Tisha, for those that don't know her, is one of Canva's learning consultants. Uh, and so she's going to be able to speak from that hat today. But uh, I've also known Tisha through her work through uh, DBC Inc. as the author of Make Learning Magical. Uh, and just as someone who has historically been all about student engagement, and she actually gets a chance to still do that in her home district, where she works as a student engagement and PD strategist. And so wearing a lot of hats, bringing a lot of knowledge to today's conversation. Tisha, friend, it's so good to see you. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Andrew. It is an honor to be here with you. I always love chatting, so this is super fun. Uh, well, and I'll give a little bit of backstory for folks uh, as to where this kind of bubbled up in our conversation. So recently, we got a chance to meet up again uh, when we were at the FETC conference. And uh, while we were there, um, I I've used Canva personally uh, for a number of different things. And you were pitching being able to put together presentation decks. And I left that conference. That was one of my big takeaways was just how amazing and easy it was to do that in Canva. Uh, and then when I came back to Nebraska, started to share that information with folks. I even learned that that's also something that statewide, a number of folks are getting invested in. And so we're having the opportunity today to chat about Canva a little bit more because it, it just seems to be at the forefront of a number of conversations in our state and around the country here. So um, for those that aren't familiar with Canva, Tisha, can you give us a little bit of just that 30,000 foot view about what we're really working with talking about here? Yeah, absolutely. So Canva is a visual communications platform. It's been around since 2013. And originally, it was created for businesses. And so businesses were uh, using it are still using it, it's becoming an industry standard. And I used it at the very beginning, I think it was in 2014, that I started creating my social media graphics on Canva. I was hosting Twitter chats at the time. And so I would go in there and promote my Twitter chats with Canva. I also would create all my questions in there. And I quickly started to love it because it was so easy to use and I could make things look so beautiful. And so that is kind of where that all started. And I just think it's the most amazing platform because not only are you able to create in Canva, you are also able to collaborate in Canva. So when we think about really getting students to demonstrate what they know in really creative ways. Canva is a fantastic platform for that, but we also can get students in Canva collaborating and creating together and discussing. And there are amazing templates in the Canva library that are made for just that. And so I think it's important for people to know that though Canva was born in 2013 and made primarily for businesses, since then, they have created Canva for Education. And Canva for Education is essentially the premium version of what you would get in Canva for businesses. However, it has been created so that it is safe for students. So it's COPA and FERPA compliant. So it meets all of the privacy agreements. It also 
is continually vetted so that all of the content is safe for students. And so they're constantly going through that library. And there are some amazing LMS integrations. So it doesn't matter what you use, whether it's Canvas or Schoology or Microsoft Teams or Google Classroom, you're gonna be able to find a learning management system that works with your workflow. And so it just takes that guesswork out of how am I gonna get this to students? How are they gonna create? How they're gonna get it back to me? There is a way that you're gonna be able to do that. And even if you don't have a learning management system, Canva has created that for you within its platform. So you can actually deliver assignments straight through Canva if you choose to do that. And so, when we think about creating and collaborating in Canva, students have this amazing array of choices from videos to writing and docs to website design to presentation design, infographics, logos. I mean, you name it. There's no end to the things that students can create in Canva. Yeah, and, you know, something that you touched upon there that I think is worth pointing out to folks is that as I've talked to individuals about Canvas, sometimes they do get it confused with Canvas, the LMS, which we do have a Canvas consortium in Nebraska that over half the districts in our state use that as their LMS. And so this is this is definitely different, but I love to hear that it uh, can be integrated into Canvas and that those things work yeah. well together for the betterment of students and also for teachers, as you said, in collecting things. And so you know, as you were noting some of those things that students or teachers can do in Canva, uh, I do think back to there was a time where I would create my slides in one place, I would create a website mm -hmm. in a different place, and I had all these different accounts and logins and the way in which you had to work through the workflow in each of those was different. And I, I made it work, but it wasn't seamless and it wasn't maybe as efficient as it would have been had it all been in one place and I could experience it in a pretty similar fashion, which uh, love that about Canva because it is so multifaceted in the things that you can do creatively there. And so you were talking about a few of them. Can we get a little bit of a maybe more robust understanding or a deeper dive on a couple of those uh, features, as particularly ones that might be of interest to educators? Absolutely. So one of the things I want to make sure that I say before I go any further is that it is 100% free for educators and for students. So you are able to roster an entire district, an entire education service district as well, or a school, 100% free. And that means that students, staff, and all educators are rostered. And so then it can work with your single sign-on. And again, like seamlessly work with your learning management systems. Even if your district is not a Canva for Education district, you are able to go to canvaforeducation.com and you are going to be able to sign up as a teacher and all you have to do is just prove that you are in, in education, K-12, and then you will get a free Canva for Education account, which is going to have all the bells and whistles. So just want to make sure that I share that to begin with. So when you go into Canva, you are going to be able to search for a variety of different templates and designs to begin creating. And so if let's say, for instance, that you want to create a presentation, you're going to be able to search the Canva library for presentations. You can filter it by color. You can filter it by topic. And you are going to find that there are thousands of templates that are going to come up that you can use as kind of a starting point. 
And I love that because there are many of us who get a little bit overwhelmed starting with a blank white page. You just want that inspiration point and something to get going. And I often find that when you start with a template, you might find that that template looks nothing like it did at the beginning when you get done with it because you've you've made it your own. However, it just gets you started designing and takes kind of that fear away. And if you want it to look exactly like it does when it started and just change words and stuff like that, and maybe add some elements, you can do that too. So it really is customized based on the user's need. But in addition to presentations, you could create a website. You actually are able to create a website with a a variety of different ways in which that website is navigated. You even can publish that website with a domain if you would like to, or you can just share it as kind of a view only link, depending on what you would like to do. You can create videos in Canva. And the thing that I appreciate about the videos is that It is a language that our students are continuously communicating in. They're consuming information through videos. They're creating videos on InstaReel, on TikTok. They're creating YouTube videos. And so when we are able to create videos in that format, they are going to be so much more engaged because that's the world that they live in. And when we give them the opportunity to demonstrate their learning in that format, they are going to be so much more excited to demonstrate their learning because again, they're creating these types of videos anyway outside of school. And so when you go into that video library in Canva, you are going to find Insta Reel templates, TikTok templates, YouTube templates, any dimension that you can possibly think of for creating video that is going to be already there and ready with templates ready to use and to to iterate. Also, you are able to record in Canva. So within a design, you are actually able to record yourself. You are able to do screencasting so you can record a screen and then you can bring all of those together into a video. You can also bring your recordings into a static kind of graphic like a presentation slide or even into a a doc or a website, whatever that might be. And so there's lots of possibilities there as far as video creation. You can even remove the background from your video. So you kind of have that green screen effect. So if you want to record a video and right now, Andrew can see that I'm sitting in my office. I have these pictures up on the wall. I have a bookcase or a shelf behind me, but I could actually record a video and remove all of that. So it looks like I am standing on a mountaintop or in outer space or wherever I want to be because I can change my background behind me. So just some really, really cool features that just allow so much creativity. And you mentioned before kind of that one-stop shop. I love that about Canva because let's say you want to create a QR code and you want to bring that into a design, you're going to be able to create that QR code right from within Canva. You don't have to go elsewhere. You're also going to be able to embed things. So you're going to be able to drop a link in and it's going to embed videos from other places, different different maybe websites that you want to embed into presentations and such you're going to be able to do as well. And there's even like a draw tool. So let's say you were creating a design and you actually, or maybe it was a learning activity for students and you wanted to be able to draw or have students draw, 
they're going to be able to do that in Canva as well. And so when you think about all of these things, and that's just the tip of the iceberg that can be done in Canva, it just opens our students' worlds to so many possibilities, like endless possibilities. And the beautiful thing is I was just in a classroom this week and I showed kids how to use Canva and I had a learning activity. And honestly, I did not have to do a very long tutorial at all. I gave them the basics. I showed them how to be able to get in from their single sign-on. I showed them just a few features and then let them go with the activity that I had for them. And they were discovering things on their own. And I loved when a kid who I had heard from the teacher doesn't really participate much, doesn't usually share, called me over so excited and said, Mrs. Richmond, guess what I found? There's a draw tool and I'm actually designing my book cover, like I'm illustrating it on my own with the draw tool. And she was so excited. And that was not something I showed her. She did. I didn't show her where the draw tool was. She just found it. And she was able to make this design her own and be able to add her own skills and, and things that she loved doing. And I think that that's the beauty is when we have a platform that really makes it easy for kids to just go and to create. I mean, that's what it's all about. We want to set students loose to be able to uh, really be able to demonstrate what they know and, and get excited about it. I'm so glad you went to the classroom with this too and to provide an example from there because I, it's always been my experience that creativity in a classroom is largely a culture thing that, that gets established. It starts oftentimes with, the, I think, the teacher, whether they choose to have an amazing presentation, for example, or when they share out their uh, handouts. I mean, do they do they look polished? Do they look like on point or something that they just kind of threw together? And uh, and then how much space do you make for students to be able to be creative? And I think there's something to be said for students being able to see their peers get excited uh, about being able to create something. I'm sure not only the student who found the draw tool, but that student's neighbor or someone next to them, wait, what are you doing? And then there's this sort of collaborative learning that is going on with regards to how to be creative using that particular, in this case, Canva. But uh, it could all be on the same thing, right? We're all creating a poster. Or it could be demonstrate your understanding of this topic using any of these that are here. And students could pivot from one to the next to the next. What For those that can't see us right now, I know Tisha's nodding away here and smiling. <laughs> yes, this is some of the great things that we can do with Canvas. So what's been your experience in those veins, I guess, about how this really creates an atmosphere and a culture for a class to, to really grow in their creativity? Yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. I could talk forever on this topic. So one of the things, again, that I appreciate is that it doesn't matter how old your students are, they can get in here. So I have been with kinder students, kindergarten, and they have gotten in and they have navigated without a problem. And I've done something as simple as having a design, a blank design with the letter N, capital N, lowercase N in the center, and they're going in and they're finding graphics that start with the letter N. And I did a lesson like that impromptu. A teacher asked me to come in at the last minute. I hadn't had anything planned. I threw it together and kids were so excited. They were sitting down by their poster with the N, you know, all of the different pictures of different words that began with N at the beginning of the, at the front of the classroom. And they were all so excited. So it does not matter what age your students are. They're going to love it. Um, I think a great starting point when you're just getting into Canva is to find templates that you would like your students to demonstrate their learning on. 
And then through your learning management system, you're going to be able to make a copy of that template for every student so that they're going to be able to create and turn it back to you. I think that's a great starting point just to get them into Canva. Another great way to get them into Canva is to create a collaborative experience. So I'm going to share with you what I did with these students this week. So I went into a fifth grade class. And like I said, I just did a very quick tutorial of how you get in from your single sign-on. I showed them how uh, to begin a design and I showed them some of the very basic features, not more than five, 10 minutes max. Then what I had done was I created a collaborative design. And so what I mean by a collaborative design, if you can picture, let's say Google Slides, right? Where you have a Google Slide presentation and you have numerous slides in that presentation, I did that in Canva, but I had one slide for every student in the class. So let's say there were 24 students in the class, 25. I had 25 slides, all that looked exactly the same. So I just duplicated them. And on that slide, on the left-hand side, it had a graphic of a book with a text box inside where they were to write what their name of their favorite book of all time was. So thinking back to books that were read to them when they were little, to books maybe that they just read this year, write that name of that book in. On the right-hand side of the slide, I asked them to, and I had a text box ready for them, to write three sentences of why that was their favorite book. So at the same time, all students were in the same design, all claiming a slide, so they wrote their name on their slide, I had numbered students off so they knew exactly what slide to go to. They did this. And I gave them about five minutes to write their favorite book of all time and then write about it. And then I went in in that design, went to presentation view and was able to show each of those slides so students were able to see it. I could have given them like a 15 second runway to just explain really quick if I wanted to. But then what I did after that was then I had them go into the Canva library and find a book cover template that they wanted. And now I wanted them to reimagine this favorite book that they wrote in this collaborative activity. I want them to reimagine if they could illustrate it, what this front cover would look like. And so then they went in and using all of the elements and tools, they went in and reimagined this book cover, making sure that the author's name was on there, the title, all of those things. And that was the experience where a student had found that draw tool and was illustrating on her own that book cover. And so it was a really great way for one to get them collaborating in a design together also to just begin creating and learning where all of those features were. And so then students would be able to turn that back into a teacher through their learning management system of choice. You could also, I did in this teacher's case, uh, create a blank whiteboard within Canva where students could just copy the link to their book cover and paste it in that whiteboard. And then we had a gallery, we called it the classroom library where all of their book covers were all lined up where we could see them all in a kind of a gallery view, which was just another way to do it and to share. And so that's just one possibility, but I think what you said earlier is really important. I think it's great to get students started, but what we want to work towards is really opening up that choice for students. And so maybe in the next unit, after students are used to working in Canva, now you want them to demonstrate their learning of, let's say, a life, the life cycle of a butterfly, right? 
Now you can create an infographic to show that. You can create a video to show that. You can create a presentation or you can create a book cover, whatever. I mean, you're going to be able to give choice to students on how they show what they know. And I think that that's kind of a, a great progression of really opening up that agency and that choice for kids to really be able to share in the way that makes most sense to them. Uh, Tisha, now you're really speaking to my heart for your choice uh, <laughs> and how to think about that. And, and I'm with you. I love that scaffolding piece where you could have all students create a book cover on a formative, right? And then in the next unit, maybe as you just noted, it's going to be a video this time. And so that everyone gets a chance to put in their experience backpack, (laughs) as I sometimes refer to it. The process of having been able to at least create that particular, uh, we can call it a modality for expressing your learning, and then growing to a place where you could then uh, have conversations about how you would select one versus the other if given the opportunity to do something at your own discretion, right? For like, if you could pick from any of those, and, and that's what I think is a really great conversation too, is, well, why why did you pick this one? Why does this make sense given what the task uh, is asking? And then along with that, I, I've always been a big proponent too of co-creating rubrics with students to say, mm-hmm. if we're going to be creative, what still needs to be in there? And what's great about Canva is it takes out so much of that. Um, I'm sort of going to circle back to a point that you were making earlier. I even think as a teacher, I wanted my slide decks to look good. And so it took a long time to not only create the content, but then also to do the arrangement of those and color schemes and change everything around where there's an efficiency to this that I think is important for teachers and important for students so you can really focus in on the quality of the content that you're uh, putting together and can feel really good about it being visually appealing as well. Absolutely. And one thing that I always love to share for teachers, especially teachers who are like, yeah, but it's just another thing to learn or it's like, you know, I don't have time. You can actually take tried and true things that you've already created in other places like Google Drive, if it's in your Microsoft, if it's sitting on your computer, you're able to upload those into Canva And it will save it as a design that can be completely edited. So maybe you have that handout, that worksheet, that activity, whatever it is that's been sitting in your files that you use over and over year after year, but it's looking a little outdated. It's looking a little tired. Maybe you're finding it's not actually as accessible as I thought it was, or maybe it's not quite as visually engaging as I would want it to be. It's putting it in Canva so that you can change font colors, you can change font styles, you can add in elements, you can remove pictures that maybe you had on there and you can completely rework it. And so you're not having to start from a blank slate. It's just taking what you have and making it better. And so that is a great place to start for teachers who are new to Canva, just wanting to get started, take something you already have and just make it better. You know, and trying to think of other contexts for this as well, because yeah, obviously this is a podcast from our service agency level. I can definitely see an opportunity for during a professional learning session about Canva to actually just get in there and create, right? And being able to even point folks into Canva uh, to create something, even if the content is focused on some other initiative, right? But just giving adults the opportunity to maybe not only like think more deeply about whatever it is that they're learning, but then also to pick up this skill uh, if you're leading some sort of professional learning session. I know that's some of the experience that you have. Absolutely. I mean, I think that that's one of the things that 
people are surprised by because they think, oh my goodness, this this platform does so much. Like this is a little overwhelming when they when they hear about it. But when they actually get in and start creating, they're like, oh my gosh, like this is so intuitive. This is so easy to use. And all of these things that I've been going elsewhere for are all in one place. Like I don't have to go anywhere else. Like it's all right here. And so that is, that's incredible to be able to have a place where not only is it easy to create in it, but there's just so many possibilities and and so many things that you can do. And I want to speak to, and I think about just making presentations, right? Something that as an educator, we are doing, whether it's for our students, whether it is for meetings, whether it is for whatever, we're always creating those. So now you can either find a presentation in Canva or you can take one that's sitting in your Google Drive and Microsoft PowerPoint, bring it in and then make it better. But what's really, really cool about Canva presentations is there's all these fun little additions that aren't anywhere else. For instance, there's this thing called Magic Keys, where if you click certain keystrokes on your keyboard, it is going to do these really cool things like it will throw confetti or it will drop a mic or it'll show a timer on your presentation screen or it'll show like an emoji that's saying shh. And so all of these really cool little things that you just are are fun and surprising. And there's also other features like you can do a live Q&A, interactive Q&A. So if you want to have a back channel, and I think about this in whether it's a staff meeting, whether it's in the classroom, there's always those people that aren't necessarily going to be the hand raisers, right? That have, that are going to share or don't want to be called on, but they would like to put their ideas or their answers in a chat. You're going to be able to do that in Canva. And there is even a feature that allows you to have a remote control. So I'm able to operate my presentation from my phone. I do this often when I'm actually presenting at conferences. I just I add the link to my phone and I'm able to actually forward the slides as remote control. And I actually can use those magic keys as well. So I can throw confetti or I can drop the mic or I can add a timer and just things that make it easy. And, and, and (laughs) the presentation slides are so beautiful because you have like all these endless ways to really make your presentations pop. So yeah, so I used to go outside of Canva to create my presentations and no more, like all of my presentations are, are made and presented through Canva. Uh, speaking from just personally, yes, as well. That, that's where I'm moving uh, with things is I'm getting more acclimated to the presentations, but everything else uh, I really create in that space from social media to images, to one pagers, you know, if we're talking about trying to promote an event, for example, yeah. uh, and those kind of things. And, you know, Time goes quickly as we're having our podcast conversations. But one thing I do want to bring up, because I know it to be a passion you have in an area of expertise as well, is that I think sometimes when we think about creating things, whether that be for professional learning or that be for students, um, that we think it's, it has to take an ordinate amount of time. That sometimes we're like, oh, it's going to be this big project thing where I don't have space for this because it's going to take three class periods or a week to get this done. And I even love the idea of turning it into almost like a like you see on Netflix game shows where you've got 15 minutes like this is a challenge, perhaps. And you can kind of like frame the wording around that um, so that it doesn't have to be something that takes up your entire day. But your thoughts on that, because I know you love gamifying things and and, um, uh, you're a great learning experience designer yourself. 
Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> I do. I love gamification. And I think that that is a great way, especially like thinking about that, that activity that I shared with you where students were sharing their favorite book of all time and writing about it. Five minutes. I had the timer on because you want it to be quick and you want them to be able to uh, have time to share out if they want to. And so by adding that time element, it just allows for a really fast activity that can move into something else. And it's an adequate amount of time. It's a, it's enough time for students to be able to, to create. And of course, you can change that time based on the level, right, of kids. You can change it based on the cognitive load of the tasks you're asking them to do. But if you get used to doing things like that repetitively, it's just going to become something that they just know this is what I'm doing. It's going to, this is how long I have to do it. And, and it adds a little bit of that excitement of, Oh, can I, what can I do within this amount of time? Oh, super fun. Well, I, again, speaking of time uh, <laughs> to kind of bring our episode to a close here. Uh, if you would, Tisha, will you tell us a little bit about, I'm going to do two things. One, can we bring up again, where to go to get an individual teacher or district uh, registered for Canva? So yes, Canva for Education is where you are either going to be able to sign up for a free account if you are a teacher in the K-12 space, and you're also going to be able to get more information and sign up to get your district rostered for Canva for Education as well. Whether you are an education service unit or whether you are a district or a school, you'll be able to get rostered. So it'll go with your single sign-on. It will link to your learning management system, all of that. So Canva for Education, you can put it in the Google search or canvaforeducation.com and 100% free. So, and when you're a Canva for Education district, it also will give you professional development for free as well. And so uh, it's really, really powerful and a no brainer, right? Like it's free. <laughs> so get on there, explore. And I think, I think you're going to love it. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, you have had the opportunity to work with ESU4 uh, with Tara Grossman there and then ESU6 with Lynn Herr in this very capacity, right? Yep, exactly. So we've done lots of uh, trainings with both of those ESUs and have had the best time. And, and it's really fun just to kind of develop relationships with people too. And um, I love supporting districts and ESUs in this way. Makes my wow. heart happy. <laughs> well, and we're grateful to have your support with things, Tisha. And so uh, for, if folks would like to reach out and learn more about whether it's uh, Make Learning Magical or any of the different uh, things that you're invested in, uh, where can they follow or find you? Yeah, thanks, Andrew. I can be found on Twitter at Tish Rich, T-I-S-H-R-I-C-H. That's probably where I live most often on social media. You can also find me at Tish Richmond on Instagram and Tish R. Richmond at LinkedIn. So just slightly different in each space, <laughs> like to make things complicated. And then you can also find my website at tisharichmond.com that will talk about my speaking and you'll be able to find more information about my book. My book, Make Learning Magical, can be found on Amazon as well. Yeah, so many avenues through which you're sharing and helping others enhance the things they're doing and uh, the name of teaching and learning. And so Tish, it's always great to get a chance to chat with you, friend. Uh, and so thanks for your time and support with all of us as we're enhancing our uh, ability to create using Canva. Thank you so much. It's been an honor to be on your show, Andrew. 